You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the law of continuance. Let me state it simply. Here's what it is. What God begins in a miracle, He will sustain, if necessary, by a miracle, and He will finish it with a miracle. And so that is the law of continuance. In other words, God doesn't do amazing things to bring something about and then abandon that thing midstream, nor will he do that to you. Now, I want to show you that David's great faith had to do with people who came before him. He had faith in this amazing covenant. And and what I, I think he's thinking when he sees Goliath coming is, listen, it doesn't make sense for God to create our country and our people with a miracle. And let's talk about that miracle. Let's take a look at it. Here's how it all begins. The people of Israel came about by a miracle birth. And by the way, it's the first of three miracle births in the kingdom. All right, here we go. Verse seven, uh, verse 1, chapter 17, When Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Then he went on to say, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee." Now, there's an amazing change of tense right here. Uh, God said finally, after Abraham walked with him for all these years, I have made you a father. Verse 4, he says, you shall be a father. But in verse 5, he said, I have made you a father. So on the spot right there, God changed it all. And he does this thing that he does often. He calls those things which be not as though they were. That's how God effects a change in the material universe. He speaks and releases words of faith. Faith calls those things which be not as though they were. And so God said, I have made you a father. He waited for Abram to reach an age that was beyond his time of fathering children. His body was incapable of producing the seed that would give birth to a son. He couldn't do that. Nor could Sarah. Now Sarah had been buried uh, barren even as a young woman. She was not able to have children, but she certainly is at a place right now in her life where it is beyond all hope for her to conceive and have a son. Listen to what God said to Sarah. In verse 19, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, which means laughter. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And we skip down to verse 22 or 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. 
So God made it very clear, look, I've waited for this moment. I, I wanted it to be now. This delay was not because Abraham was not developed in faith. It had nothing to do with him confessing the word for 24, 25 years, and finally he arrived at a place where God said, okay, now I have to go ahead and do this. God had a set time to do this because he wanted Abraham to be at a particular point bodily that he was unable. And, and by the way, the fact that he was 100, Sarah was 90, everybody knew. It was so ridiculous that God commemorated the occasion by saying, name the child laughter, which is what the word Isaac means, laughter. And so it was absolutely ridiculous that somebody that old would be able to have a child and someone could father a child at that age. Their bodies were no longer biologically viable uh, for that kind of a thing. Now, this is the first of three supernatural births. And it's important to us because it talks to us about the law of continuance, how God starts a thing. David's able to look back and say, you know, I just don't see God giving us up to Goliath because of the way he began us. He began us with a miracle. And he brought our nation about by supernatural means, and then he delivered the nation by supernatural means when they were in the land of Egypt. And they came out of the Red Sea. Pharaoh was drowned the Red Sea. And then God blessed Joshua in his conquest of Canaan. David knows all of this stuff, and he's probably reasoning. Why would God do all of that supernatural activity just to abandon us right now to one little two-bit giant, Goliath. There were loads of giants that they fought before. Now there's just one, and uh, at least only one on the battlefield. There were a few more that would be killed later, but only one on that battlefield that day. And so David's reasoning was God didn't do all of this stuff to get us to this place just to dump us right here. Now they may have felt like they were dumped, and they may have had circumstances that looked like they were dumped, but it wasn't true, and that wasn't the end of the story. And, and let me just say this too. There are going to be times in your life, my life, and I've seen it many times, where it looked bleak, where things were not pleasant, where it did not look like we were succeeding. Victory was not always manifested. But we stood our ground, and we stand our ground, and we continue to look to God. God is never late, and He sustains us. I want to say something here. Sometimes God's children die prematurely. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when talking about the Lord's Supper, Paul talked about many sleep. Uh, and, 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 and he said, many are weak and sickly among you because they didn't discern the Lord's body. And many sleep. That means that they died prematurely. And it was for something that they missed. They weren't in perfect harmony with the plan of God. So they missed something. But you know what? When you're in covenant with the Lord, even if we did die prematurely before our days, what defeat is it? We just go to heaven early. We are in the presence of the Lord. It will not matter in the grand scheme of things, yes. Your family, your friends, your mission may miss you here in the short run, but in the long haul, I'm telling you, there is no defeat. It is nothing but triumph. And it's amazing to me, and I've seen this happen many, many times, how God can take even a situation like that and flip it and turn it and use it to bring great good 
because God is a master at turning things around. Now we're going to go to the second miracle birth. And I want to turn you to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. What's this got to do with the law of continuance? Well, the old covenant or the first covenant was begun with a supernatural birth. Now we're coming to the beginning of the New Testament or the New Covenant. How does it begin? Answer, with a supernatural birth. Listen to this. Luke 1, 26. And in the sixth month, the uh, sixth month of the pregnancy of Elizabeth, because Elizabeth was a confirmation to Mary that this word was true. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and she cast in mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now this shows you something about human nature. Mary has been picked by God among all the women of Israel, all the women of earth for that matter, to be the mother of the Messiah. And so she's obviously a very special lady, a very special young lady. And, and when she sees the angel and hears what he says, she thinks she's in trouble. This tells me that your feelings don't always tell you the truth. Mine don't tell me the truth always. There are times that I feel like something is a certain way and it's not. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Mary was fearing. Uh, but the angel said, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God, so you can't always go by your feelings. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, just like Isaac he's named before he's born. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. That's a supernatural birth, supernatural impartation of God's seed into the womb of Mary. That's a miracle. That's the miracle of the virgin birth. That's how the second covenant was begun. The second covenant begins by a supernatural birth. Now, this is in keeping with the law of continuance. Now I want to read to you about the third miracle birth, and it's ours. Here's what Jesus said in John 3, 3. He's talking to Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, and he says to him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, look at what's going on here. The first covenant that began it all. By the way, it's still in, in play. The Abrahamic covenant is still in force today. And all of us who accept Christ are now in the Abrahamic covenant. We, we get brought into that covenant. So that covenant's not dead. It's still alive. So God began this first covenant with what? Supernatural birth. When he wanted to add to it the second covenant, the new covenant, what does he start with? A supernatural birth. And then as we enter into this covenant, we have a supernatural birth. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 1.23, King James Version. He says, being born again, talking about us, not of corruptible seed, 
but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. I said this in an earlier podcast, and it bears repeating. Because we don't see the human spirit when it is reborn, we sometimes think that the new birth is only symbolic, that it's a metaphor. That's not true. If you could see into the realm of the spirit and comprehend the change that actually takes place and see the sin being lifted out and removed from the human spirit when we are born again. God gives us new birth, according to Peter, by His Word. In other words, His Word comes just like the flint knife cut away the foreskin of Abraham's flesh and he was circumcised. We have a Word of God knife that cuts away the the sin of our hearts and the life of God through the Word of God. It is the seed of God. And He always regenerates everything with a seed. He gives that to us when we are born again. So we have one, two, three supernatural births. So what God begins with a miracle and sustains with a miracle, He continues with a miracle. Now this is one of the most important concepts that you'll ever grasp. Because when you are down in the dumps and you feel like your best days are gone and that somehow God's abandoned you, or some of you may look back and say, I hadn't had anything special happen to me. If you were born again, you had a miracle. God did not give you His Spirit and put His life and nature in you to dump you in this time of your life. Your days are not over. And can I tell you this? There's an amazing story about a thief who in his dying moments turns to Jesus and says on the cross, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise, meaning it was not too late. Even at the end of his life, Jesus reversed the destiny of this man and pointed him in a new direction because that's what God is able to do. God is the God of the turnaround. I want you to write that down. God is the God of the turnaround. God does turnarounds for people all the time. And if you are in this new covenant and you've believed on Jesus, you are in the covenant of the turnaround. And I want you to look at all those amazing turnarounds in the Bible because just about every other story you read is a covenant of a divine turnaround. It may look bleak right now, but it's not over. Don't ever give up. What God began with a miracle, He sustains with a miracle, and He continues with a miracle. See you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.